The world is witnessing the resurgence of a strong and prosperous America. I'm here to deliver a simple message. There has never been a better time to hire, to build, to invest, and to grow in the United States. America is open for business, and we are competitive once again. The American economy is by far the largest in the world, and we've just enacted the most significant tax cuts and reform in American history. We've massively cut taxes for the middle class and small businesses to let working families keep more of their hard-earned money. We lowered our corporate tax rate from 35 percent all the way down to 21 percent. As a result, millions of workers have received tax cut bonuses from their employers in amounts as large as $3,000. The tax cut bill is expected to raise the average American's household income by more than $4,000. The world's largest company, Apple, announced it plans to bring $245 billion in overseas profits home to America. Their total investment into the United States economy will be more than $350 billion over the next five years. Now is the perfect time to bring your business, your jobs, and your investments to the United States. This is especially true because we have undertaken the most extensive regulatory reduction ever conceived. Regulation is stealth taxation. The U.S., like many other countries, unelected bureaucrats, and we have, believe me, we have them all over the place, and they've imposed crushing and anti-business and anti-worker regulations on our citizens with no vote, no legislative debate, and no real accountability. In America, those days are over. I pledged to eliminate two unnecessary regulations for every one new regulation. We have succeeded beyond our highest expectations. Instead of two for one, we have cut 22 burdensome regulations for every one new rule. We are freeing our businesses and workers so they can thrive and flourish as never before. We are creating an environment that attracts capital, invites investment, and rewards production. America is the place to do business. So come to America where you can innovate, create, and build. I believe in America. As President of the United States, I will always put America first, just like the leaders of other countries should put their country first also. But America first does not mean America alone. When the United States grows, so does the world. American prosperity has created countless jobs all around the globe, and the drive for excellence, creativity, and innovation in the U.S. has led to important discoveries that help people everywhere live more prosperous and far healthier lives. As the United States pursues domestic reforms, 
to unleash jobs and growth. We are also working to reform the international trading system so that it promotes broadly shared prosperity and rewards to those who play by the rules. We cannot have free and open trade if some countries exploit the system at the expense of others. We support free trade, but it needs to be fair and it needs to be reciprocal because in the end, unfair trade undermines us all. The United States will no longer turn a blind eye to unfair economic practices, including massive intellectual property theft, industrial subsidies, and pervasive state-led economic planning. These and other predatory behaviors are distorting the global markets and harming businesses and workers, not just in the U.S., but around the globe. Just like we expect the leaders of other countries to protect their interests, as President of the United States, I will always protect the interests of our country, our companies, and our workers. We will enforce our trade laws and restore integrity to our trading system. Only by insisting on fair and reciprocal trade can we create a system that works not just for the U.S., but for all nations. As I have said, the United States is prepared to negotiate mutually beneficial bilateral trade agreements with all countries. This will include the countries in TPP, which are very important. We have agreements with several of them already. We would consider negotiating with the rest, either individually or perhaps as a group, if it is in the interests of all. My administration is also taking swift action in other ways to restore American confidence and independence. We are lifting self-imposed restrictions on energy production to provide affordable power to our citizens and businesses and to promote energy security for our friends all around the world. No country should be held hostage to a single provider of energy. America is roaring back, and now is the time to invest in the future of America. We have dramatically cut taxes to make America competitive. We are eliminating burdensome regulations at a record pace. We are reforming the bureaucracy to make it lean, responsive, and accountable, and we are ensuring our laws are enforced fairly. We have the best colleges and universities in the world, and we have the best workers in the world. Energy is abundant and affordable. There has never been a better time to do business in America. We are also making historic investments in the American military because we cannot have prosperity without security. To make the world safer from rogue regimes, terrorism, and revisionist powers, we are asking our friends and allies to invest in their own defenses and to meet their financial obligations. Our common security requires everyone to contribute their fair share. My administration is proud to have led historic efforts at the United Nations Security Council and all around the world to unite all civilized nations 
in our campaign of maximum pressure to denuke the Korean Peninsula. We continue to call on partners to confront Iran's support for terrorists and block Iran's path to a nuclear weapon. We're also working with allies and partners to destroy jihadist terrorist organizations such as ISIS, and very successfully so. The United States is leading a very broad coalition to deny terrorists control of their territory and populations, to cut off their funding, and to discredit their wicked ideology. I am pleased to report that the coalition to defeat ISIS has retaken almost 100 percent of the territory once held by these killers in Iraq and Syria. There is still more fighting and work to be done and to consolidate our gains. We are committed to ensuring that Afghanistan never again becomes a safe haven for terrorists who want to commit mass murder to our civilian populations. I want to thank those nations represented here today that have joined in these crucial efforts. You are not just securing your own citizens, but saving lives and restoring hope for millions and millions of people. When it comes to terrorism, we will do whatever is necessary to protect our nation. We will defend our citizens and our borders. We are also securing our immigration system as a matter of both national and economic security. America is a cutting-edge economy, but our immigration system is stuck in the past. We must replace our current system of extended family chain migration with a merit-based system of admissions that selects new arrivals based on their ability to contribute to our economy, to support themselves financially, and to strengthen our country. In rebuilding America, we are also fully committed to developing our workforce. We are lifting people from dependence to independence because we know the single best anti-poverty program is a very simple and very beautiful paycheck. To be successful, it is not enough to invest in our economy. We must invest in our people. When people are forgotten, the world becomes fractured. Only by hearing and responding to the voices of the forgotten can we create a bright future that is truly shared by all. The nation's greatness is more than the sum of its production. A nation's greatness is the sum of its citizens. The values, pride, love, devotion, and character of the people who call that nation home. From my first international G7 summit, to the G20, to the UN General Assembly, to APEC, to the World Trade Organization, and today at the World Economic Forum, my administration has not only been present but has driven our message that we are all stronger when free, sovereign nations cooperate toward shared goals, and they cooperate toward shared dreams. Represented in this room are some of the remarkable citizens from all over the world. You are national leaders, business titans, 
industry giants and many of the brightest minds in many fields. Each of you has the power to change hearts, transform lives, and shape your country's destinies. With this power comes an obligation, however, a duty of loyalty to the people, workers, and customers who have made you who you are. So together, let us resolve to use our power, our resources, and our voices, not just for ourselves, but for our people, to lift their burdens, to raise their hopes, and to empower their dreams, to protect their families, their communities, their histories, and their futures. That's what we're doing in America, and the results are totally unmistakable. It's why new businesses and investment are flooding in. It's why our unemployment rate is the lowest it's been in so many decades. It's why America's future has never been brighter. Today, I am inviting all of you to become part of this incredible future we are building together. Thank you to our hosts. Thank you to the leaders and innovators in the audience. But most importantly, thank you to all of the hardworking men and women who do their duty each and every day, making this a better world for everyone. Together, let us send our love and our gratitude to make them, because they really make our countries run. They make our countries great. Thank you, and God bless you all. Thank you very much. All right, 622. Hi, it's Friday. It's the morning ritual with uh, me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. That was a heck of a speech, President Trump, live in Davos, Switzerland at the uh, Globalist Economic Forum. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, it, okay, there's, there's a lot we need to talk about and to get to. Um, that was a heck of a speech. America first, not alone, basically calling out these globalists who don't like nationalism they want one giant globe where they can benefit and get wealthy at the expense of everybody else and they were used to that with a bunch of our presidents in the past and the don comes in and you know they hate the don they hate the. if you've seen pictures i've been on the internet since three in the morning if you've seen the pictures of people lining up to watch the don speak and all the things they've said about the don fantastic that was a heck of a speech uh these people hate fair trade they want that they, they they basically want to rub elbows and grease the skid so they can benefit. And I, I, I get it. I get it. That's what they want to do. It's their best interests. The Don said no. Uh, this was a phenomenal speech. And Don selling America. Now's the time to invest, baby. I mean, he's a salesman. Which is why I just sit back and wonder, why the hell leak out this amnesty crap deal? Why do this? Why do this at this particular time? You're crushing it over there in Davos. The media, once again, wrong, fake news, idiots saying that you're about to get embarrassed. They're going to give you the cold shoulder. They hate America. They hate Trump. They were kissing his butt yesterday. Up and down every place. They were, I mean, Don needs to have some more Big Macs to have a bigger caboose so he can have more people kiss it. They were doing that. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Don pulls a classic GOP move which is grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory. They crushed the Democrats in that awful shutdown. They exposed them. They have them at their knees. And all of a sudden, he's like, 
Okay, here's the plan I was going to give out Monday, but I'll give it Thursday night right before I give a big speech in Davos. That's America first. And we're going to give amnesty to 1.8 million people. Even the people that didn't apply to DACA are going to get amnesty. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, there's more to talk about with this. There's more details. Is there more to it? I will get you information. We, you, can, you could comment about if you want his speech right here. I mean, it's, it was a heck of a speech. It was a heck of a speech. You know, this is funny. Just, uh, yesterday was the day that I was like, listen, just calm down. The whole thing about, uh, you know, he's, he's going to give citizenship to people in 10 or 12 years. And they're, you know, every caller agreed. Nobody disagreed. They think that Don's playing the game here. But this doesn't look too good. Is he behind it? That's the question. Is he behind this amnesty deal? I'll get into details of this. You hear what Sebastian Gorka says. We're going to have uh, Jessica Vaughn, Center for Immigration Studies. I was emailing her back and forth last night. See, I always do work for you. She's going to be on with us at about 7.40 this morning uh, to talk about it. Um, and, and, you know, again, does this really end chain migration? Does this, It doesn't really do any of that stuff. Not right away. Not for like 17 years. So we'll get to all that. Uh, and what do you think about uh, Don? Is, is he amnesty Don? This is not a good deal. Is this, is this a, a con job, though, to the Dems? I'm going to give you all kinds of different ideas because they've all run through my head. But we'll get to that. And then when we get back, though, I want you to hear what President Trump said when he was candidate Trump in Arizona. Uh, I believe it was, was it 2016? It was 2016. I, I was not here. I remember he gave a big speech in Phoenix. It was right before Labor Day. It was like the Friday before Labor Day. And he said something about amnesty. Do you remember? We'll get that coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 6.30, Friday. How's it going? Are you crushed? 41 outside right now. It will be 68 room temperature today. Well, did I say it was supposed to be that yesterday? Didn't I say it was supposed to be warmer yesterday? It was. So, no, no, no. Like yesterday, I said that Friday, meaning today, would be warmer, right? It was supposed to be like going up in temperature in this, at least in the 70s. I thought. Oh, it's going to be down a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so that's why, again, when they tell you that in the year 2100, it's going to be two degrees warmer, don't believe it because they don't even know what the hell's going to happen the next day. That's my point. And you'll never know. Because most likely you won't be here. More yeah. than likely. Way to go. Way to be positive, everybody. Hey. Way to be positive. Say it's somebody else's problem, not ours. They're going to take my mind and upload it into, uh, into another body. I don't think there's enough gigabytes out there. I'll take or, that as a compliment. Or a body big enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as another compliment. It'll be just one big head floating around. I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I want you to hear real quick, uh, because the Don, do you have that Don soundbite? All right, uh, this is the Don in Phoenix, Arizona. Around August 30th, September 1st, somewhere around there, he was around Labor Day week. It was Labor Day weekend, the Friday of Labor Day weekend, because I was in Florida on vacation with my wife and our, uh, at that time, three-year-old. And and, and I, I remember just that night, I had to watch. It was a, it was a hell of a speech. You just, the guy's captivating. And he said this, here we go. We will break the cycle of amnesty and illegal immigration. We will break the cycle. There will be no amnesty. 
And yet, that's what they offered yesterday. It leaked out. It's supposed to be coming out Monday. And they say the immigration hawk Stephen Miller was the one that communicated this to people. Now, why? Why not just let Davos and all the great economic news and, and, and people loving America again? Why not just let that be the key? Why the hell would they put this out there? Maybe to get it crushed? Are they hoping that Davos will get, I don't know, will somehow just take over the narrative and people won't talk about the amnesty? No, they'll talk about the amnesty. 800,000 people, they claim, uh, filed for DACA. Yeah, Trump offered 1.8 million uh, amnesty, 1.8 million people to get amnesty, people that didn't even apply for DACA but should have. You're too lazy to apply for DACA and you're still going to get a, a pathway to citizenship. Yeah, but what's the path? Is the path going back that, home? It doesn't, I don't. I don't know. And and we got to get more details. So we have don't to, hang on. We got to get more details. But that's not good because not everything ends either. I'll, I'll explain. There's more details. But you can comment eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. When Jeff Flake says this is good, you know it's bad. And he tweeted out, "This is good, Mister President." Um, I'm thinking it's bait and switch. Uh, you know, there's there's something that I have. Maybe there's something that's positive because the reaction from the Dems. Do you know what they're saying about it? I'll get I'll get that to you. Uh, I'll get you more details about this uh, ending chain migration. Not well, kind of visa diversity lottery. Kind kind of, but it just shifts them around. I'll get to all that. Okay, uh, it is coming up. But you know what I find very interesting, real quick too, is that the Trumpster has not tweeted anything about this. Was it his? Was this to appease people pressuring him? John Kelly, his chief of staff, is soft on illegal immigration. I, I have my, my theories on this. I'll get them to you. I think you're going to like them. It's coming up right now on KNST. Here's Fox. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. 6.43, thank you for hanging out. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. I've been tweeting, like, uh, you know, this morning already, and then yesterday and every day. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, the Trumpster hasn't tweeted or said anything about his amnesty plan, but it's out there. Stephen Miller put it out. To the, they put it to the media yesterday earlier than they were supposed to. It was supposed to be Monday. 1.8 million people to be given a pathway to citizenship. There's a lot we don't know, but it's freaking a lot of people out. And I get it. I find it strange the timing of it. We'll have more. Uh, we'll talk about it more in, in just a second. And then Jessica Vaughn, Center for Immigration Studies, will join us at about 740 this morning to break it down even more. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, Trump loved in Davos. We just carried his speech he did his America is open for business speech, America first. That's the way it is. Come on down and give us some money. And yesterday there were some meetings where all these globalist CEOs and globalist leaders praised Trump and praised America. Even Hillary loving people absolutely uh, uh, love Trump and what he is doing. So we're winning there. There's, there's still good going on, but this we got to watch this. Third thing I think you need to know uh, this is more of the of the fake news media. Fox confirmed the sources, but New York Times had two sources that are unnamed. Four sources, whatever is unnamed sources, claiming that Trump wanted to fire Robert Mueller 
but then backed off because his White House counsel threatened to quit. Is this even true? The same people that reported this for the New York Times are the ones that reported, remember this? Remember when the alert came months ago? Um, Secretary Tillerson on his way out of the State Department. Remember that? It never happened. Now they're reporting this. Unnamed sources. I, listen, any source, go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling this is a fake news dump to try to distract from the great stuff going on at Davos. All the love to America. That's what I think. But I could be wrong. Three things I think you need to know. And by the way, Trump denied it. He called it fake news this morning. We have the soundbite. They asked him about it. He said, fake news, folks. New York Times, fake news. Um, our economy, it's just coming out now also. It just came out. Our economy grew at 2.6% in the fourth quarter. Uh, it fell short of the 3% forecast that some people had. Consumer spending, the main engine, rose a strong 3.8%. Investment in new housing increased 11.6%. Business spending on equipment surged 11.4%. But the value of inventories declined $29.3 billion. So there are some things going on right there. Uh, it's still, I mean, imagine if Obama got 2.6%, it'd be huge. It would. It would. Um, before even get to more details about this, uh, about this story, uh, the the Trump amnesty, I want you to hear Doctor Sebastian Gorka. Let's play the second soundbite of Doctor Sebastian Gorka. Well, you know, we'll play both real quick. We'll play the first one. He's on uh, Lou Dobbs Show, Fox Business, um, number thirty-seven. He is a, a, an immigrant, a legal immigrant. Uh, this is what Dr. Sebastian Gorka said about the, this amnesty deal. Here we go. Look, the deal hasn't been inked yet. Uh, the president has to go back to basics. I don't know whether Stephen Miller was allowed near this presentation, where this, this suggestion. There has to be a wall, not a trust fund, a physical wall. Yep. That's what has been promised. And also, as an immigrant to this country who had to wait three years to become a citizen, nobody gets citizenship if you came here illegally. You get to the back of the line and maybe we'll let you have a work permit if you didn't break the law. If your parents broke Can the law by bringing you here. Hmm. Stephen Miller. I mean, Stephen Miller is a hawk, dude. He's the one. He's he, I. I love Stephen Miller. He's a smart dude. You know, you run on something. Can you keep your promise? Now, every time again, I I even lectured you yesterday. Now I'm getting weak on this. Is Trump going to come back and say, uh, this isn't the deal, this is it? I, I don't know. Anyway, one more on uh, Gorka. Listen to this. I, I don't think it's him. I find it hard to believe that this came from him. Because look, what did he do in the matter of two days? He got Schumer to cave. He has the Dems over a barrel. Let's see what happens at the end of the day. That's what I don't understand. I don't get it. Listen to the Gorka. I know. Here's, Okay. As upset as I am over this, because amnesty for people that didn't even apply for DACA is just stupid. So you sit back, and I have to say, why would somebody do something as dumb as this? Why would somebody offer? Like, the art of the deal, you don't come forward with the best offer right away because you can't go backwards. You can't be like, well, if you don't want $1.8 million, if that's not good enough, how about 1.2 million people? Huh? I mean, that's just that's not how it works. Maybe Peter Griffin. <laughs> exactly. Negotiate. You never know. There's some. There's some Dems that are just so stupid. Anyway, so you say, <laughs> I, again, I'm just using my my brains here. Okay. Yeah. In, in that, I'm like, why would you come forward with this so 
quickly. Why would you offer such a giant amount? And it doesn't even truly, I mean, you still let people in again. It doesn't end chain migration right away. The people that are on the list to get here is about 4 million. And they want to let all those people in as well. That's 4 million plus the 1.8 million. That's 5.8 million people. And it goes on and on. So I, I'm thinking to myself, can Trump really be this? He can't be this dumb. He can't be this foolish. He can't really, he couldn't have lied. He can't lie like this, can he? And then I'm like, what is going to be the response from the Democrats? Are they going to like this? And of course, and I could have predicted this, it's not good enough. And I'm thinking, how is this not good enough? Not only are there more than 800,000 DACA people that are going to get this. It's going to be the, the dumbasses that were too lazy and stupid to actually file for the DACA papers. 1.8 million uh, you know, DACA people and dreamers on a path to citizenship, not just like you can legally stay here, but a path to citizenship, meaning you can vote one day. Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat in Illinois, the one that claimed that Trump said S-hole. Put out a statement, dreamers should not be held hostage to President Trump's crusade to tear families apart and waste billions of American tax dollars on an ineffective wall. After four and a half months, his administration finally says that has a plan to solve the crisis he created when he ended DACA. The White House claims to be compromising because the president now agrees with the overwhelming majority of the Americans that dreamers should have a pathway to citizenship. But his plan would put the administration's entire hardline immigration agenda, including massive cuts to legal immigration, on the backs of these young people. Republicans have just 14 days to work with Democrats to reach a bipartisan agreement to pass the DREAM Act and solve the DACA crisis. The president himself acknowledged two weeks ago he, this must be addressed first before any attempt to turn to comprehensive immigration reform. Bipartisan negotiations continue in Congress to get that done now. So. He's saying not good enough. These Dems are saying not good enough. You know what they're saying? We want more. So that's why, I mean, that was the first one that I saw. Kamala Harris, it's not good enough. Elizabeth Warren, not good enough. Not good enough. Not. Good. I don't know what the hell these people want. You know so, what they so want. Hang on, hang on. You know so, I know. so that, they want, they want everything. Just like we want everything. Right? Elizabeth Warren tweeted out, by ending DACA, Trump subjected 800,000 Dreamers to deportation. Dreamers aren't DACA, you dingbat. But you claim to be an Indian, so whatever. (laughs) Now he wants to hold them hostage to Stephen Miller's anti-immigrant wish list. It's insulting. We already have a bipartisan solution to the Trump-created crisis. It's called the Dream Act. Hashtag Dream Act now. So I I knew I would get these responses. So is this the Trumpster? Setting up the Democrats to fail. Is this the Trumpster saying we got them right where we want them? They backed away from the shutdown. They they caved immediately because they knew the public didn't want it. And the public's against them. And this Harvard-Harris poll came out. Blacks, Hispanics, overwhelmed, over 80% want merit-based immigration. None of this chain stuff and everything. So they will reject this and say it's not good enough. So does Trump come back and say, I gave you more than what you originally asked for? And it's still not good enough? 
America. These Democrats don't really want a solution. I do. You know what? You want the best thing? We have an election coming up in November. Vote these people out so we can get a good deal done. Or am I being too damn optimistic about that? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Hang on. Eric, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, Listen, I think this is part of the reason he had the meeting the other day, is that he gets a feeling for people. And I think he was trying to feel them out uh, to see, all right, look, what are these people really trying to do here? And I think he thinks maybe, if he did have anything to do with this, one, I think it happened right as he went to Davos, okay, where he really couldn't respond to it, you know, in a, in a, a good way. And two, um, so if he didn't have anything to do with it, that's probably why. Um, it, that's why it came out winning. But he, yeah, hang on, hang on. He has to. He's the president. It was released by the White House. It is his plan. Well, in that case, if this is his plan, then, what he, then I truly believe that what he was trying to do was call the Democrats out and show them for what they are. So what exactly that, what I exactly that, what I that just they're said? They're never going to be satisfied. So exactly what I just said. And and that they're not interested in DACA or the Dreamers or whatever else. I I don't think that this is you know I think this is just Donald Trump's way of throwing everybody on their ear and go oh wait a minute what's he doing oh oh and then once once he has him in that position and he gets you know everybody to vote for for us in in the coming elections here. Then he says, eh, you know what, I really think we're going to put the border wall up, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, or you don't get anything. How about that? So, so base, again, what I just said, you think that's exactly what it is? He's- yeah, and I, that's what I told the call screener, too. I, 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 said, I said exactly that. I think this is either stratagem, or he was looked out of the loop on it, and he'll have, to, you know, he'll have to do one of his tweets where he says, that isn't what I said. All right, thank you, Eric. I'm more than just a call screener, Eric. He's a severe. Uh, all right, we'll get your reaction coming up. We also have Mike Zinkin coming in because uh, we got some numbers about Oro Valley and their gigantic golf losses. Don't go anywhere. It's KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Oh, yeah. How's it going? What are you doing? It is your morning ritual. It's Friday. Louder, louder, louder. I know you're on the phone. Louder. I like it. Wakes you up. It's a good song. Sounds good on the iHeartRadio app. Anyway, morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, Why the hell, number one, did the Don put out... An amnesty plan when he ran against it and he put it out on a Thursday night when it was supposed to come out Monday and it takes everything from Davos away. What is going on? This plan supposedly to end chain migration, supposedly to end the visa diversity lottery, but those 50,000 visas get shifted to bring in workers, which drives down wages. And again, a pathway to citizenship for 1.8 million people, more than the 800,000 DACA people. It's also for the people that were too stupid to fill out DACA paperwork. Oh, yeah, great. What the hell is Trump thinking? He hasn't said a word about it, by the way. Nothing. We'll talk more about that and get your take on it. Is it a setup? 
We're going to have uh, uh, Jessica Vaughn, Center for Immigration, uh, Immigration Studies, coming on about 740 this morning to break it down. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the Trumpster, remember the media, they're so dumb. These globalists in Davos are going to give him a cold shoulder. They're going to walk out. You know what they were like? Trump, we love you. We're bringing business. We love the tax rates. We're coming. We're investing. We're doing all this stuff. And he gave a phenomenal speech an hour ago. He carried it live here on KNST AIM 790, saying America is open for business. It's America first, but not alone. You should all be saying your country's first. You got to do what's good for your country. And I get it. It's what we're doing here. We want free trade, but fair trade. He gave a great speech. A great speech. He was on it. Third thing, I think you need to know. Why not even more, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's just all Trump all the time because they were, looked like there was some fake news put out to try to detract from the Davos success stories. All of a sudden, the same two New York Times reporters that reported months ago that Rex Tillerson's out as Secretary of State, and nothing ever came of that, said four anonymous sources told them Trump said he was going to, he wanted to fire Bob Mueller because of conflict. Trump called it fake news this morning. But it detracts from everything in Davos. Hmm. Three things I think you need to know. Um, now, we'll get to the Trump stuff again because it's a big, giant story. But there's also more going on, too, uh, here locally. And uh, it's been a while since we had uh, former Oro Valley Town Councilman Mike Zinkin in. And he's back with us because you haven't heard a lot about Oro Valley in the news now, have you? You haven't heard a lot about the golf course, the, right? All that stuff. You haven't heard, well, why? Why haven't you heard anything? Because the losses are frigging huge. Huge. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm okay, good. Good. Thanks. So you're starting trouble again, but in no, a good no, way. Not, I like I'm it. I'm not starting I, trouble, I'm just documenting. You're documenting the trouble. Now just <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's get into it. Um, the losses. I mean, you send, and these, by the way, all this data, you get, you, you send this stuff out, um, and you literally get the information from the Oro Valley website. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's part of the, it's in the council package on the, when they put the financials on the, the consent agenda because they have to do it. Part of part of the financials include the you know the paperwork, and so it's there. It's on the website, and when I put the email out, I include those uh, yes yeah, so attachments. You, you're so not you know. just making it up. So exactly. you know, it's not, it's not fake, fake news. news. <laughs> it's not fake news. So uh, so it's it's part of the agenda. Just not to get wonky. It's it's there, yet it's never talked about. That's by, the, by the council in Oro Valley or the mayor, Satish Hireman. It hasn't been talked about since the three of us left council. Yes. Every time it came up, we took it off the consent agenda and to discuss it and to make sure that we were understanding the numbers right. You know, we got Miss Lemos, who's a finance director. Mike, is this right? Are these numbers right? And so forth and so on. And so, for example, a lot of times she would correct us. Like, what's happening with the sales? Well, December sales tax revenues are going to increase because, but we're not going to see the December sales tax revenues till March because of the 90-day delays with the state and stuff. So there was, it was a learning process, right? Now, mm-hmm. the mayor says you should ask those questions ahead of time, right? So if you have any questions, you should ask those ahead of time of staff. Well, you know, and look, not bring it up at the meeting? Right, and those are the kind of questions that the people want to yes, know. Yes, that's public. Right. Why is he trying to hide that stuff? What, what is he going to waste time? Well, they, I'm sorry. They, yeah. it, it must not. I, no offense, but I'm sure the Oro Valley Town Council meeting is not the most electric meeting in the world. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, yeah, Boy Scouts. Yay, good job. Let's take a picture. Move on. Next thing, a cow crossed the road. Great. Okay. So uh, let's go over this stuff. Sure. And again, if you don't know this story, I mean, this is a huge story. Umberto Lopez, HSL Properties, bought the Hill No Conquistador. 
Uh, let's go back. We have new listeners all the time. They bought it December of 2014, right? That's right. when it was. Yeah. And uh, Satish sprung this on you guys and said, we're voting on this. Was it like tomorrow? <clears throat> well, he sprung it, he, he sprung it on us about two or two weeks before. Okay. In executive session. And he never talked about it with any of you guys. He never talked about his negotiating with his him. His negotiating, no, right, okay. Right. And, he, and, he, and he keeps on saying to this day that, that we gave him the authority to negotiate. And that wasn't the case. I can't tell you what was said in executive session, but I can tell you that was not said in executive session. Now, again, if Satish knows the number, he knows my phone number. We've texted in the past. Plutonic. And <laughs> he has every Like, if somebody was saying something about me that wasn't true, I'd be calling up in a heartbeat. So, Satish, I know you're listening. You're more than welcome to call up 880-KNST, 880-5678, and say, no, Zinkin, you're a stinking liar. This is when it happened. It's up to you. But you never want to come on the show. I'll talk to anybody when it's positive and when they answer questions. I'm just letting you know it's out there. So all that happened. Okay, so let's let's go into these. these sure. I mean, they've lost millions of dollars every year. Yeah, every single year to run the golf course uh, over at uh, the Hilton Conquistador. See, Umberto Lopez doesn't want any part of the golf course because it loses money. So he keeps the Hilton uh, Resort and uh, golf and tennis. Right, golf right, and tennis. He keeps the Monica Resort. He keeps the Monica Resort. Yeah. He could do that. Because he has the golf and the tennis and the golf, but he doesn't have to pay for any of the golf. He doesn't have, to, he doesn't have to fix it up, anything. It's, it's on the backs of the residents who pay millions of dollars a year to cover the losses so that guy can keep his moniker. That's what it comes down to. All right, let's talk about the losses then. Do sure. um, you want to go over it? Sure. There's a, we set up a fund when, when this was purchased called the Community Center Fund. This is the fund that takes in all the revenues, including the half-cent sales tax increase that was dedicated for the for the for this purpose, yes. It also takes all the expenses. Everything's dealt with within this fund. Yeah. This fund was kicked off by taking one point two million dollars out of the general fund contingency. That's how we got the initial dollar into the for fund. the community center, center fund. fund, right? To cover the losses and the repairs and everything. Of the golf it, it was just to start the fund yes, with one point two million dollars. Okay, and, and you guys were supposed to repay one hundred twenty grand a year back every ten years. For 10 years. 120 10 back years. a year for 10 years. For 10 that years. pays back the 1.2 million. And you never did it, but they took last year, let me just, again, they took 120 grand out of the general fund. Oh, no, they took 350 oh, out. Oh, out of the general fund to then pay back and say, look, we started paying it back, but they again, they literally just right. took it out we, of the general fund. The again. first year of the payback, it wasn't, it wasn't done. Mm-hmm. Second year, which was last year, the council decided at the, at the advice of the finance director to take another $350,000 out of the general fund contingency. But of that 350, we're going to take 120 of it and throw it back. Mm. Okay, so they actually took out a net 230, $230,000. Now, given the fact that they took $230,000 out, plus the 1.2, as of November 30th, that fund is 364,600 dollars in the hole. Oh, great! All right, yet yeah, and that well, of that 364 in the hole, they still got to pay 120,000 back before the end of the fiscal year if they're going to maintain their promise. And, and that includes the fact that through November of uh, 17, the town has collected $855,000 in sales tax. So the sales tax increase of a half percent is collecting more money. Right, so it, that includes still not that, a, you know, all the revenues, including the 800 dollars there's still $364,000 in the hole. Now, this time last year, yeah. okay, the fund was $591,000 in the hole. So you sound like, oh wow, we're only three sixty four a year later. Yeah, making progress. But what about that two hundred and thirty thousand dollars you took oh, out? Oh yeah, 
Add that up to it. Right? Whoops. Yeah, forget about that. Okay? So now you have, within the fund, you have contracted revenues and expenses. And that's Troon. That's golf. They manage it. Members, tennis revenues, food, beverage, and merchandise. Yeah. Then you have the town expenses. Because the town runs the recreation center. Okay? The fitness center. Some swimming, uh, some concession. Town's not doing too bad. You know, the town's only lost like $48,000 or something like that, right? <laughs> it's still losing money. Yeah, but Troon, golf alone, in November, yeah. lost, uh, where are we here? $117,928. In November alone? Up, up, Yeah, in November alone. That's primetime golf right there. Yep. That's like it's golfing weather. Right, which, which is interesting because a year ago, last November... Golf only lost 62000 So they're losing more money year over right. year in the same month. How's that trend working for you? It's not working okay. out well. Now, this year, Troon has estimated that the total fiscal year, they're only going to lose $1.8 million. We're five months into the year. We've already lost $1.1. So you really think, you know, yeah, we got December, January, February, which are good months. Mm-hmm. But then you get March, April, May, June, which are bad months. You really think 1.8 is going to be the final number, or is there going to it, be another It's going to be over $2 million again. Yeah. How, how can it not be? Right. Right? right. How, right. how can it not be? Now, oh they go on, goodness. and you kind of remember this, this contracted golf study they did recommended that we contract out food and beverage mm-hmm. overlook. In fact, as you know, we had someone come and try to contract it. Somebody wanted to take over overlook. They wanted to, out of their own pocket, right. redo it, renovate it, ever, right. and pay right. the city, and uh, pay the town what, 80000 a year? 80000 a year, yeah. So they'd be guaranteed eighty grand a year. This guy takes all the risks, does all the renovating right. himself, and right. they, they, would, they didn't even call the guy back. And that overlook was closed the day we bought it. Yep. Right? Hilton couldn't make it work. Sheridan couldn't make it work. It was closed. Right? They closed it down. So in uh, December, correct me, in November, the overlook only lost $10,481. Not too, not too bad. Uh, they were only budgeted to lose one hundred eighty one. So they kind of blew that one. Mm. All right. Uh, so far, um, so far this year, five months into the fiscal year, they've lost fifty-eight thousand dollars. Now they're only budgeted to lose sixty-eight thousand. You really think in the next seven months they're only going to lose ten thousand dollars? Oh my god! All right. So things aren't looking good. And, and so people in Oro Valley need to sit back and say, "Well, what they're the starting going to." On? I think. I think are people they? are. St- I think, and I think the axe the tax that sales tax yes. initiative. Or, I'm sorry, the property Protest. tax initiative that went down. By 72%? Yes. I think that started to wake people up by saying, wait a minute, what is going on here? You know? Do enough people, though, do they, I mean, do, I guess, do the right people know? I mean, you have some of the older crowd, and then you have some of the younger crowd that works, and have families in Oro Valley, and they might have no clue as to what's going on with the golf course. And they try to keep it that way. You know, that's true in national politics, state yeah. politics. Yeah. You know? The, it, I just, it, you just need the right people to know to make the right vote, I guess. Uh. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I will find out come uh, August, you know, when the, when the primary hits. Uh, okay. You know, if, who runs for office and stuff like that. But th- something has to change. I mean, these guys, it's not too late. You know, Raman, Pena, and Solomon. Council people. The new council people that came on, they could make a difference. They could sit there and say, wait a minute, Mayor, Snyder, Hornet, Waters, let's kick back and look at this thing. I didn't make this decision. You guys did, but let's stop and rethink this decision. Do you really think that's going to happen? It hasn't happened yet, has it? No, it's not going to happen. No. need to wipe out everybody and clean house there. So everything is losing money. Uh, it's only getting worse. Last year was well over $2 million. 
Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you compare that, you did a thing. You, you wanted to, really quick, you wanted to compare that to the city of Tucson golf. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, right? Because yeah, the city the of Tucson has a whole, they have five golf courses? city of Tucson has five golf, or golf courses. They're managed by OB Sports, okay. which is a national firm. Yeah. They also, I think, I think they also manage uh, Rancho Vistoso. Okay. Okay. So uh, Randolph and Del Yurick, 36 holes of golf, which is comparable to our 36, right? It's 36 mm-hmm. and 36, yeah. right? Randolph and Del Yurick, again, not including capital improvements. But then again, Troon doesn't pay for capital improvements. So their numbers don't include capital improvements okay. either, okay? They, in fiscal 16-17, uh, made... A million dollars. That's that's Randolph Del Yurick, okay? El Rio lost four hundred and sixty thousand. Fred Inc. lost four sixty nine. Silver Bell only lost one hundred nine thousand. Okay, those are ex- kind of acceptable losses. You know, the, the half cent sales tax could certainly cover those losses. Mm-hmm. All right, but you look at the number of people that live within a twenty mile radius of Randolph and Del Yurick, and look at the number of people that live in the twenty mile radius of Oro Valley. They've got the numbers down there. They've got history down there. I mean, the Tucson Open back in 1945 was played there. Mm-hmm. You know, Don January, they won the Tucson Open there. You were about 35 when that happened, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're so, not. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. So, so what you're saying is that they're actually doing a better job. They're losing less money managing five golf courses in the city of Tucson than Oro Valley is with one. With well, with 45 holes. Oro okay, Valley has 40, 45 holes 45 of golf. Holes. So, let's, you know, apples to apples. They have 18 times 5 holes of golf. Okay. Yeah, but they're losing a lot less money. They're losing Again, less money. Again, that doesn't include capital improvements, but then but either the, does yeah, the Yeah, exactly. So, right. it's, so it's still apples to apples. Wow. So, all right. So, again, just so you know, uh, Shroon forecast to lose $1.82 million for the whole fiscal year. Five months in, they're already at $1.14 million. Man. Uh, the people that you talk to. Because uh, again, you were the spearhead behind uh, the acts, the property tax. Did they bring up like every time the golf course purchase? Absolutely, they yeah. all knew about it. They were familiar yeah, with it. The well-versed. people that knew about it, you know, the little leaguer, you know, okay. you know and yeah. and there's nobody in Oro Valley, as oh, even my age, mm-hmm. that would be against kids playing baseball, I don't lacrosse, know. soccer. Get off my yard! You look like one of those. Get off my rock. Oh, that's why I was at the Ironwood Ridge last night running the clock for the exactly. basketball games, right? With an overtime freshman oh, game. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. So, no. okay, so you have all this. Look, uh, and, and so what should people do? Just head to the, oh, the council meeting and say, can That'd you go over start. the numbers? Let, you, know, you, can, you can sit there and rant at the council. When are the council meetings? The first and third Wednesday of every month. Okay, at the, at the library up there? No, at the council, oh, the council, council chambers. Council yeah. chambers, there you go. So uh, first and third Wednesday of every month. And get up there and just start hounding these people to say to demand where why don't you do something to fix it? Right. Really quick, what can be the fixes? Well, the contracted study says go to twenty seven holes of golf yeah. and, and and take the push ridge course and turn it into a twelve hole par three. That's gonna cost seven million dollars to do that. Uh, going back to eighteen holes, the original eighteen holes of golf will cost about four million dollars to do it. Can the town to, just walk away? Yes. To give up golf entirely. Yes. To give it up. But still costs three million dollars because you still got to repurpose sand traps and greens and to make uh, walking parks, recreational sure. amenities, and stuff like. That. It's still going to cost three million dollars, but you got no more losses. Yeah. Other than maintenance, O and M to do it right. Yeah. But you got two point one million dollars in sales tax coming in that can cover all that. That's right. I think it's the best option. Or Umberto can pick it up and just pay for it himself. 
over at uh, HSL Properties because he you, owns. What have you been smoking? I know. <laughs> but pressure on. This is all you. Again, why are taxpayers in Oro Valley taking in the shorts just so Umberto can have the taxpayers pay for the freaking golf course? Well, what's interesting is the members of the golf course also wrote their own opinion on what should be done. And their opinion is don't do anything different. They like it the way of it is. Of course. It's cheap golf. Which, which means 40,000 people in the town of Oro Valley are supporting 240 members. There you go. Yeah. Crime. Uh, all right, Zinkin. Uh, people get. You want people to what? Email you for the numbers, or they can just go. Yeah, to the they can go to website. fiscal 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 help twenty seventeen at gmail, and I'll be more than happy to send them the PDFs of the numbers. All right, fiscal help twenty seventeen at gmail dot com. Uh, Zinkin, thank you for stopping in, man. You I appreciate it. it. All right, we're gonna have uh, more on the the Trump amnesty. Jessica Vaughn, Center for Immigration Studies, is coming up at seven forty this morning to break it down. Do you think this was just a dumb move by Trump? Is it a setup of the Dems? We'll talk about it coming up on KNSC. All right, it's 7.40. Thank you for hanging out. Um, you, might, you might not even uh, have realized what happened. You might not even have realized the Trumpster put out an amnesty plan because he's been silent about it. He hasn't said a word, hasn't tweeted about it. Strange. This wasn't supposed to come out until Monday, but the White House put out yesterday the framework to the immigration bill, and it doesn't just give... Uh, Amnesty to 800,000 DACA illegal aliens. 1.8 million illegal aliens will get a pathway to citizenship. Even the ones that were too dumb and lazy to apply for DACA. Uh, chain migration, all this stuff, does it really end? We're going to bring someone who I think is uh, and you know one of, if not the foremost expert on immigration policy. Jessica Vaughn with the Center for Immigration Studies. Good morning, Jessica. How you doing? Good morning, Garrett. Good to talk with you. Same here. Um, um so was uh was your head like spinning yesterday with smoke coming out of your ears when you you saw the the press release from the White House? Well, it, it was actually released to some of us in an off the record uh, telephone conversation with senior White House officials, and I had trouble getting my jaw off my desk. Why was it Stephen um, Miller? Did he do it? Uh, well, it, it was an off the record briefing, so okay. unfortunately, I'm I'm not gotcha. able to share that. Okay. But, um, yeah, you could have heard a pin drop at a certain point, and then uh, you know <laughs> all the questions started started hurling fast and furious. We went from uh, a White House that said that it was going to hold fast for a, a narrowly focused amnesty in exchange for cuts in chain migration, an end to the visa lottery, and border security, to a framework that. Uh, offers an amnesty two and a half times larger, as you said, to the people who, you know, didn't even have their act together enough to apply for Obama's amnesty for the Dreamers, and um, cut promises to cut chain migration at some point, probably more than 15 years in the future, and it's that's not even clear because my sources on Capitol Hill were telling me last night that. Um, what the president's offering is to eliminate chain migration for parents. But members of Congress are saying, well, we might throw that back in if the Democrats give us a hard time about this. So we can count on parents still being able to get their, their green cards if, if this goes forward. There's a lot of good border security measures in it, but not E-Verify, nothing to address the problem of sanctuaries and... Um, frankly, all of that is undercut by the amnesty and maintaining chain migration. The visa lottery apparently will end, but those visas will be given to chain immigrants. 
And um, there was no talk whatsoever of a merit-based system or how that's going to work, what the numbers are. So this is basically huge amnesty in exchange for some enforcement that the Democrats probably won't accept and a continuation of chain migration that will grow because of this huge amnesty. Jessica Vaughn is on KNST AM790. She's with the Center for Immigration Studies at CIS.org. I am flabbergasted at this, and this is why I wanted to have you on. Um, do you think that this was really Trump? I mean, he did not campaign on this. Uh, he, he said in Phoenix in 2016, in a 2016 speech, no amnesty, no amnesty, no amnesty. Um, could this have been other people pressuring him, or could somebody have come out with this without his approval? Well, I think he delegated it. I, it's hard for me to know for sure, but it appears that he delegated this to Chief of Staff John Kelly, and um, who delegated it to the Department of Homeland Security um, Secretary Kirsten Nielsen, who was uh, quoted in Davos yesterday telling all of her friends in the, you know, who hang out at Davos, where she's been many times before, that this framework was not about cutting legal immigration. You know, and so, she, she, there was a lot of questions about her because she was a Bushophile and she was all about amnesty. And then she actually did a pretty decent job. I even talked to Brandon Judd about that uh, earlier this week. She was doing well, but then the, the true colors come out. They admit that. They, so basically, they went behind the president's back. Is this going to take the president tweeting out or saying something? This wasn't my deal. We got to redo it. Things like that. He's, if he cares about it, he's going to have to step in. I mean, if this was delegated, he's going to have to take control back. But, you know, ultimately, as the chief executive, he is responsible for this. Now, I'm shocked. So he, yeah, I, I'm shocked. I looked right away at Tom Cotton's Twitter feed, Senator Cotton and Senator David Perdue. Those guys introduced the Rays Act, which is all about merit-based stuff. And they actually said, this is a good start, good framework. This is what we need. And I was shocked at that. Yes. Uh, and, and they are, I, I don't think that they have quite gamed out how this is going to end up. Um, and I, I was a little bit taken aback by their immediate endorsement of this. I mean, I think it would have been smarter to say, well, we're going to take a look at this. We, we praise the White House for being involved, and, and let's take a look, but it's going to be Congress that's got to do its job. Um, there's a lot of talk about, well, we had to do what will get 60 votes, but this, I, this is not the right deal. It's, it, it's not simple enough. The four pillars that everyone agreed on should have been the basis for the deal. This and and it also undercuts efforts in the House of Representatives, where there is a very good bill that was introduced by the key immigration players there, led by Bob Goodlatte from Virginia. That is a very good bill that does some enforcement, a lot of enforcement, but also cuts real cuts to chain migration and a much smaller amnesty, and and real and limits. Uh, what can happen with the parents limits the numerical impact and the ability of the parents of the dreamers to get citizenship. And so this seems to cut that off at the knees and allows the Democrats to, first of all, weaken what the president and now the Senate Republicans are going along with. And, um, you know, this, you know, maybe there'll be a conference on it, but maybe not. I, I have also heard that um, Republicans in the House were ex- 
extremely upset with the White House. So, you know, there's a lot of work to do. I, I think, you know, perhaps it can be salvaged if uh, the House bill moves forward, but we'll have to see what House leadership does because, remember, they're the ones who, are, you know, Paul Ryan and Kevin McCarthy and some of the other top House Republicans really don't want a deal that, that limits immigration and that has a lot of enforcement. And they were the ones who were telling the White House that the Goodlatte bill couldn't pass when, in fact, others believed that it could pass if Paul Ryan let it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the numbers, that Harvard-Harris poll showed overwhelmingly across demographics, not just white people, uh, black people, Hispanics, all want merit-based immigration and want cuts to legal immigration because they realize it drives down wages. Um, right, right. And if there's an amnesty that's also going to be enacted, it's going to make that um, non-merit-based family immigration that much higher and that that is distorting labor. That's what's hurting Americans who are affected by immigration. So, um, this is, this you know, is, I, I, this is, you know, it's a tough situation now. I think people are really going to have to let their members of Congress know uh, what they think about this and where, you know, where the work needs to be done. Jessica Vaughn is with the Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org. She's on KNST AM 790. Uh, did anybody ask when you had that off-the-record phone call yesterday with somebody from the White House why they decided to let it out last night or yesterday afternoon versus on Monday? No, we were more focused on the content. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean I, I'm, I'm <laughs> just like... it was starting yeah. to dribble out already yeah. um, to news media and on the Hill especially. So um, the good thing is, is it gives everyone an opportunity to react. Do you think there were people... Um, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking Trump's doing a really good job in Davos, right? I mean, there's really good news coming from there and how he's doing America first and everything else and business is coming in and he's actually being liked, like what the media said. And then this totally undercuts everything. So, you know, do you think, I don't know, conspiracy theory had on that maybe somebody from the White House that thinks this is bad decided to leak this out uh, to try to get the president's attention? It's possible. It's possible. Or it's also possible that um, people like Nielsen and Kelly thought that this would be satisfactory um, or, you know, really thought that it was their job to make a deal. And, you know, that that the path to the deal is through, um, you know, pacifying Chuck Schumer and Dick Durbin, when all along what they should have been doing is going after moderate Democrats who represent states where Trump uh, won and and who are not going to be as unreasonable and extreme. So, you know, that to me, that would that was the obvious path to a deal in the Senate, not trying to make a deal with Chuck Schumer, who's not going to be satisfied with anything short of a mass amnesty status quo on legal immigration, if not more, and no enforcement. And that's what I'm thinking. Okay, conspiracy at one more time. Tell me if I'm crazy, if I'm not. You know, people always say Trump's playing 4D chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. Do you think Trump knows that, that there's no satisfying them? And I saw Dick Durbin, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, uh, I mean, these are people that are, you know, uh, crazily enough, the leaders of the Democratic Party, and they looked at this deal, and they get 1.8 million people to get a pathway to citizenship and millions more through chain migration and everything else, and they say it's not good enough. So do you think maybe there's a chance, and again, you th- you exam nuts, that Trump knew this, that they, no matter what's going to happen, they're never going to accept it, so let's overwhelm them so the public sees we're willing to give more than we should 
And they're still going to reject it, so they never want a deal. That's why you got to vote more Republicans in come November to get the best deal for America. I hope you're right. If so, that's a really audacious strategy. Um, there is uh, One thing we have to remember is that there is no real deadline now, thanks to that judge in California who told the administration that they had to keep cranking out the work permit renewals for people with DACA. So there's no hurry. And one of the key principles of, of Trump's deal-making prowess has been that he never acted too eager to get a deal. He's been given a break. This was a gift by this judge, you know, unwittingly, I think. Hmm. Why not hold out? Why not say, okay, look, we're, we don't like it, but we're forced to keep issuing these work permits. So, you know, there's obviously this framework we put out is not acceptable to voters and to my base and to House Republicans. Maybe we ought to take a step back. I mean, you know, the the usual suspects like Luis Gutierrez and Nancy Pelosi are already slamming it. I mean, Gutierrez said it would be cheaper to erect a statue with a middle finger pointed toward Mexico. They're not going to vote for this no matter what. So, um, you know, if, if that's his strategy, he's crazy like a fox, and uh, I'm all for it. But it didn't feel that way yesterday, I must say. Okay. I didn't, there was, you know... I wasn't hearing from people, you know, you know, you're right, Jessica, this doesn't really cut chain migration. You know, I was hearing people try to persuade me that it did. Wow. And that's not comfortable. Wow. When well, I know they know better. Wow. Well, listen, I really appreciate the insight, Jessica. Uh, that's, that's why I love having you on. I'm so appreciative of the time. And uh, if you hear anything else, you know, I'll be, I'll be in touch with you and, and, uh, and, and, and be shaking you down. And I really appreciate the insight on all this. Go to cis.org uh, and check out Jessica there and everybody there. Mark Corian, they're a great organization. Thank you so much, Jessica, and I hope you have a great weekend. You too, Garrett. Take care. You too. Thank you. 753 will continue. It is KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. It's Friday. I feel like we need to start drinking. With this amnesty deal, I really think we need to start drinking. You you need to start drinking? Can I have some? Tuesday night is going to be very interesting now at the State of the Union. We're going to have a watching party at Mr. On's. 7 o'clock start. I'd get there earlier to make sure you get a good seat unless you want to just stand up like I will the whole time. Which is Okay. It's all right. Uh, Mr. Ons, Oracle and Rudisil, there's information at knst.com uh, if you need it. But it's very simple. 7 o'clock start, Mr. Ons on Tuesday. By the way, morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I'm glad that you're here. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the White House, shockingly off the record, calls a bunch or a handful, I should say, a handful of key people. Yesterday afternoon to announce that they have the framework of an immigration deal that is literally an amnesty and does not make meaningful cuts to uh, legal immigration at all. But 1.8 million people, 1.8 million illegal aliens will have a pathway to citizenship. That's way more than the 800,000 DACA recipients. Holy smoke, Democrats say it's still not good enough. Maybe there's a whole plan behind this. We'll talk about it. But I can't believe, I mean, 
Trump could not have had anything to do with this. Now, here's the here's the thing. He still has not tweeted anything that I know of. I have not seen anything. He's in Davos. He did a great the second thing I think you need to know. He did a great speech this morning at Davos in Switzerland talking to the uh, globalist, uh, globalist elites that loved Obama, that hated Trump, and now they love some Trump. Oh, do they ever. They love they love that Trump, don't they? Mm-hmm. The president gave a great speech this morning. We carried it live here on KNST AM 790 two hours ago. Two hours ago. And, um, I mean, he's crushing it with fair trade, free trade, and fair trade, and what we're doing and bring your business. He's selling America to these people to get more jobs here and more investment here. I mean, he's doing a great job. Then you have this. It makes no sense. Anyway, so he's really crushing it there and they are loving him out there. They are literally loving him out there. Third thing that I think you need to know, uh, I think this is a fake news story. Even Fox, so they said a, a source confirms it, but the New York Times had four anonymous sources tell them that Trump tried to fire Bob Mueller, the, uh, Special counsel is doing all the investigations, all this garbage, about this fake Russia stuff. Wanted to fire him because of a conflict. Apparently, he used to belong to one of Trump's golf courses, or, you know, a country club, and some other things, blah, blah, blah. According to the report, uh, his White House counsel was going to quit if he said that he should be fired, so he didn't do it. Trump called it fake news this morning, but I want you to know one thing. The same two reporters for the New York Times that broke this story were the same two that said Rex Tillerson was about to be fired as well. He was on his way out uh, last year, and that was nothing. So to me, this strikes as we need to stop. Crap, he's doing really, really well in Davos. Let's put something out there to distract from that. That's all they do. Three things that I think you need to know. Um, What do you think? 880-KNST, 880-5678. What do you think? about the Trump amnesty. We've talked about it. Uh, the plan would, again, give a citizen, it would provide citizenship to at least 1.8 million illegal aliens, eating in, not just the 800,000 DACA, including the ones that that were too lazy or dumb or whatever that didn't even uh, apply for DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival. Uh, it would not end, well, it would end the visa lottery system, the 50,000, but it would take those 50,000 visas and put them toward, uh, other people coming here. It doesn't eliminate the visas. It just takes it from one bucket, puts in another. So that's 50,000 more people coming to this country to flood the job market, to keep wages down, uh, to make it harder for Americans and legal citizens and legal residents to find jobs. Now that's not good either. Chain migration would formally end immediately. But there's a huge waiting list right now for people to say, hey, my cousin, my cousin's girlfriend's boyfriend's uncle's sister's nephew's grandfather is there. I, there's a huge waiting list of people wanting to get here. And according to this, they'd let them all in. And in the future, there'd be no more chain migration. But that, that pipeline of the pending chain migration immigrants includes about 4 million people. And these are a lot of unskilled people, people that are too old to work, grandparents, this, that. So it's just another burden on taxpayers. Breitbart writes that population is enough to keep the chain migration pipeline open for another 10 years. So what the hell is going on here? What's the point? And, and $25 billion, by the way, $25 billion for the border wall. 
but it's put into a trust. I remember Trump saying we could build it in a year and a lot less than $18 billion. Why should it be in a trust? You're giving up all this amnesty. Why not say we need this now? Let's. I want $25 billion dedicated to this and just this, and it's built within a year. Or you could say 18 months. Wouldn't that be great? So let me throw you one more idea. Again, I, this is a big deal. Do you think Trump lied to you? Do you think Trump lied to America? Can you play, Ryan, I want you to play the Trump from Phoenix in, in uh, the end of August, beginning of September's Labor Day weekend, 2016. Trump given a major speech in Phoenix. Again, Labor Day weekend, 2016. Trump in Phoenix says this. We will break the cycle of amnesty and illegal immigration. We will break the cycle. There will be no amnesty. Hmm. 1.8 million people, at least, millions more realistically, getting citizenship is, is amnesty. That's what it is. It is amnesty. Is he behind this? Again, he was in Davos when this when this happens. He was in Davos. He was in Switzerland. Why why do you release this now? Because it was leaking out a little bit. We we don't know. It makes no sense. Why do you want to cover up all the great things that are happening in Switzerland when the world is now saying America is fantastic again? They didn't say when Obama was there. They're saying it now. America is fantastic again. It's great to do business. Why? What's the point? So let me throw the conspiracy theory behind you. And I'll get your take at 880-KNST, 880-5678. Did Trump do this knowing Democrats wouldn't accept it? Because Dick Durbin put out a statement saying this is not good enough. Uh, Kamala Harris, this is not good enough. Elizabeth Warren, this is not good enough. I don't know what these people want, these Democrats. Uh, They were fighting to get 800,000 DACA people to be protected. Now all of a sudden it's 1.8 million illegal aliens and millions more through chain migration before they cut it off, right? What more do they want? You know what they want? They're being greedy. They want, just like we want greedy. We don't want amnesty. We wish we could just cut it right down and call it a day. But these people want nothing but amnesty for every illegal alien in here. Tens of millions of people. That's what they want. So is it the art of the deal? Is Trump smarter than the rest of us? When he says, you know what? Maybe he's part of this. And he says, you know what? We got him boxed in. They tried to shut down the government to stand up for illegal aliens. It backfired on them. They're in retreat mode. They realize Americans do not want amnesty. They, they don't think it's worth shutting the government down for illegal aliens. So you know what? Let's overwhelm them. Let's overwhelm them and give them not 800,000 people for amnesty. Let's give them 1.8 million. And everybody on the wait list, they get in here. They, we, let's give them more than they even asked for, more than they even expected. Let's give them this big bargain. Because I know they're going to turn it down. And if they do turn it down, what then? Then it proves, I mean, it basically puts the Democrats' cards on the table, just like what happened when Trump had that meeting televised with all the the Democrats and Republicans, what they wanted. Now, all of a sudden, their cards are on the table. They vote this down. Trump could say, you know what? I think we gave up a lot. You know what? We, We were willing to give more. I was willing to offend my base of support. I was willing to do more than I even wanted to when I was running for president. I gave them all of this. I gave them so much. And they didn't even want to negotiate. They just said no. So you know what, America? They don't want 
a deal for DACA. They don't even care about these illegal aliens. They claim they care. If they cared, they would have taken this. They just want this for politics. They want to say they'll, they'll solve it and have you vote, and they'll never solve it. They had the chance with Obama. They had the chance with Obama and a full Democratic Congress for two years, and they didn't do it. So now what you're going to have to do, America, if you really want this solved, if you want real border security, listen, unfortunately, the Democratic Party, they're gone. They're gone. All they want is amnesty. They say, I offer it to them. They say no. I don't think they want anything good for America. So if you want this solved this November, you better vote Republicans in the Senate. We need to have complete control because the Democrats just don't want to work with us. We need more Republicans in the House just in case. We need more Republicans in the Senate. we got to get this done. I want border security. I gave them this grandiose deal more than I even would have offered in my, in my wildest dreams, and they said no. And he'd basically he'd put, put him in a box. He'd corner him. He'd have him there. And, and they couldn't do anything to answer it, right? They couldn't do anything to answer it. Do you think that that's a possibility? Or are we just being too nice to Trump? Or, does he, or is he just surrounded by a bunch of, uh, maybe that's really nothing that's just like, you know, hey, wishful thinking, and you really have a couple of softies in his chief of staff, John Kelly, and the Homeland Security Secretary, Nielsen, who are really globalists, open borders people, amnesty people. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I mean, a good manager delegates. Did they do this and now Trump has to clean up the mess? And let me remind you, the pathway to citizenship, they could get it. Does that mean they have to leave the country? They didn't announce that. Do they have to leave and go back and wait 10 years, which is what the law is now? If you're here illegally, you have to go back home and wait 10 years. You know that's not going to happen. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Martha McSally, who uh, was part of that other bill that was a really strong bill, uh, has not made any announcement that I have seen. Nothing on Twitter, nothing. She wants to wait to what the public says to know what to say. Joseph, you're first. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Yeah, I've got to go with you. It's it's not a conspiracy theory. We've we've seen this before. We've we've second-guessed Trump and... It didn't come from the horse. This is not from the horse's mouth. And, and, and However, case, hang on, hang on, hang on. However, however, again, let me just tell you, and I could copy and paste it. This came from the White House. He lives at the White House. It was a press release from the White House. Right. I, I, I agree. I, I think I think what what he's doing is exactly a, a bait and switch. You know, it's 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 they're they're not going to accept anything anything he 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 throws out there and he's proving it so he you know it it's there's a lot to be deliberated this is a framework you know it's it's if if this is the way they're going to play he's going to play rougher but it's it's you know we don't know what's in there in the enforcement aspect yes it, it, it there's got to be a lot of details worked out and that's where that's where the thing gets trimmed up i th- i think we've just got to just kind of sit back and wait to see what what occurs. Yeah, you know, but but it, I think we do need to call call our uh, our so called representatives and raise hell. 
I think you should. I don't think they care, but I think you still should because somehow I've been told that they actually do care about phone calls more than anything else. Exactly. Those do matter. So I I think I'm going to do that myself. All right. So anyway, I'm with you. I I think it's kind of, you know, let's not underestimate them. You know, it's it's the art of the deal. All right. uh, Joseph, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, man. Take care. This is after yesterday I lectured you. I don't want to say lectured, but I just talked about how you have to have faith. Like, I, you know, again, when he said, uh, I'll sign any bill you want, I knew he didn't want it. He didn't mean that. And is it, it's striking. Again, that guy will literally tweet about anything. He'll tweet, he'll tweet about crying Chuck. He'll tweet about a reporter. He hasn't tweeted about this own immigration framework. It's like he wants to stay far away from it. So maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I am. I'm just also going by what Jessica Vaughn said, where she's like, these people need to know better. Or maybe this is all part of the setup. Maybe it's all part of the setup. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? We'll get to it coming back. We'll get to it. We, we, uh, it's 822 already. I'll get you this morning. I know you want to talk. Well, I will get to you coming back. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. All right, eight thirty. Thanks for hanging out. Sixty-eight for the high today. Don't forget again, State of the Union uh, watching party Tuesday night, Mister On. Seven o'clock start. I'll be there. I hope you are there too. Now it's going to get really interesting with this whole situation with this White House amnesty that Trump is literally. I mean, he seems to be staying far away from this. Uh, is this all a setup? Hang on, let's go to Bill. Bill, welcome to KNST. Hi. Bill, sorry, I sorry, have, sorry, I guys, sorry. Hang on, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got to start all over. I got to start. Bill, we we didn't hear the first beginning, so I'm being told by Ryan you have to you have to say it again. So, Bill, start all over. Hi. Okay, I want to I want to talk you off the ledge, bud. <laughs> With regard to immig- immigration, yeah, I have a list of issues, and I've ranked them from most important to least important. Okay. In my mind, and I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. Okay. And chain migration. Get rid of visa lottery slash get a merit-based system. Yes. Decrease the number of um, people that we let in each year. Legally, yes. So that we can uh, assimilate them. The wall. After that, then we get to DACA. And if you have to throw in citizenship after a long period of time, of, of giving somebody an incentive to do well, let's say if that incentive was five years tax returns with no public assistance. If, if somebody's in here working hard, why shouldn't they? And the last issue, Garrett, is that once people are, are here and they start assimilating, it, eventually they're either A, going to get citizenship, because if they've had kids, and their kids under current law, if, if they get to, I, I think it's 20, then those kids can then sponsor the mother and father here that might have been here illegally. Not, so, if, you, not if you unchain migration. Well, that's my point, is that that's the current system that we have right now. So the next issue is that we have all of these DACA um, recipients. Yeah. And th- there's there's wide range of numbers. Is it 800,000 or is it uh, 3.2 million? No, we, eight, we don't eight, know. Eight, 800,000. DACA is 800,000. We do know. 800,000. Yeah, DACA's 800,000, because that's how many people signed up. Yeah, but, Dreamers, there are millions and millions, and they say 3.6, it could be 5, who knows? Right, we, we have no idea. But what we do know is that once they turn 16, I, I don't know the, the legal age for marrying, but you could be 18, right? You marry a citizen, boom, you're in. 
So, no, not all that night. It takes years. Yeah, I know people that have married citizens and their their spouse is still stuck in the country till they pass through it, legally. It takes time. Yes. It takes time. But but my point is that it's important now that we have power to codify as many laws that will promote what our philosophy is. Okay, let me, slow, let me just hold you up right there because I'm running short on time. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with most of it. Now, someone could say to your, you know, hey, if they're here working hard, what's the difference? Well, though, you know, that, that just makes it harder for people that are here legally, born here, you name it, to find a job and to get wages that are higher because there's more people in the pool of employment. So that's one thing. Two, I hear what you're saying, and it sounds good, and I realize we can't get everything, um, and nothing's going to be perfect, so maybe we've got to just stomach that. But that's not what that deal from the White House is. Okay, but uh, on, on, on your first issue with... Um how it depresses wages. Yes, it does. And that's why, of the list of things that I gave, the things that are at the top are the most important. Yes. But okay, but again, hang on, hang on, hang on a second, hang on a second. What what the White House presented is not what you said, though. Tell me where I'm wrong, then. Hang on. I'll get to that coming. I'm just running short on time. Hang right there. Uh, Their proposal is not what you proposed. And I will explain uh, again and get your reaction coming up in about 6, 834. Here's the latest from Fox. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hello. What's happening? How you doing? It's 842, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster, well, he's not saying a word. Silence. Silence. Silence about this immigration plan that was released by the White House. Funny how he's staying far away from it. Is this all a setup? Amnesty to at least 1.8 million illegal aliens, way more than the 800,000 DACA illegal aliens. What is going on? Um... And I'll explain in a second how the cuts to chain migration, all this other stuff, not really what it appears to be. This, this, is, this is strange. Democrats have already rejected it, by the way, for the most part. Second thing that I think you need to know, in Davos this morning, Trump just nailed it in his speech, just absolutely nailed it when it comes to the economics, America first, but we're, we're not alone. I mean, he just he nailed it. He sold America again. He did a great job. He is being uh, welcomed there. He's like a rock star. They love him there after they hated him before it. Because they're all globalists and he's not. It must really hurt them to actually want to kiss up to a nationalist. Anyway, uh, third thing that I think you need to know, GDP grew to 2.6%. And and a caveat, Trump denying, calling it fake news, this New York Times story that he wanted to fire Robert Mueller, who's doing uh, the investigation to the Russia-Trump fake collusion crap, which is nothing. Uh, the New York Times broke this story. Same two reporters that broke this story. All They went with four anonymous sources. They also broke the story that Rex Tillerson was on his way out, which was never true either. So take it for what you want. Three things I think you need to know. All right, let's go back to Bill. Bill, you still with me there? I sure am. All right, thank you, man. So you're like, all right, well, what's going on here? Well, if you look at the details, and this is why I'm here, and it was broken down with Jessica Vaughn. She was absolutely fantastic, fantastic. Um, if you look at the actual details... Of what is going on. Let's just take, okay, the visa lottery system, right? Uh, they end the diversity visa lottery, which is good. But those 50,000 visas are not eliminated. They are taken and shifted to a different bucket to bring in more workers from around the world, which HB1. drives... one What? HB1. No, they don't say. They don't uh, say HB1. smart people. Wait, Merit-based. 
They did no. It's not merit based. They didn't say that. They just say yeah, that. Yeah, no. It's it's not it's not going to go to. How do you know they didn't say that? Parents. They didn't say that. They're just taking the fifty thousand and they're literally moving them. They're they other workers. It could be cheap workers. It could be others. Fifty thousand workers. Fifty thousand people will be able to come here and get work. Not HB one. They're not HB one visa. They're just saying it's visas. So let's let's agree that they're going to be chosen. They're not going to be drawn out of the hat. No, there there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it that says that. There, well, the lottery system is drawn out of the hat. Well, I'll tell right? you this. They, so, they actually said, hang on, hang on, Bill, Bill, facts. Yeah. They actually said they're reallocating the visas to reduce the family-based backlog. And they say in high-skilled, the family-based backlog is, is millions of people. So they're going to bring in people, the grandmothers, uncles, this, nothing based on merit, based on family. They want to reduce the family backlog. That's not good. I'm just telling you. I know it sucks, dude. It crushed no, me too. No, man. It, it, it's so complicated, right? Right, right now, fourteen percent. If I'm remembering correctly, I didn't do show prep. Fourteen <laughs> percent of, of the people living in the United States are foreign born. It is near an all-time high. It's entirely too much. So that number has to come down. Yeah. We have a system in place that we let in about a million people a year, legally. But we really don't even know how many people we let in. Because, say, for example, the lottery system lets in 50,000. But those people can take in five, six, seven people. And depending on where they come from, how many kids they have, that really determines the final number of people that are coming. Those people are drawn out of the hat. Then we have the refugees that probably aren't going to be um, literate and share our own values. It's a screwed up system. I, I know. So, this doesn't so, fix it. That's the problem. Well, we don't know if it fixes it. And, and I hate to appeal to authority. But if Stephen Miller says it's good, it's probably good. Yeah. If Tom Cotton says it's good, it's probably good. Mm. I trust those guys. So... <clears throat> Let me, let me, I'm going to read to you a little we bit. we got to do something. Hang on, hang on. I'm lit, National Review has a story. Mark Krikorian, Center for Immigration Studies, wrote, The outline says that no new applications for the visa lottery and chain migration categories would be accepted, limiting family immigration to spouses and minor children. Great. But it provides for the continuation of those categories and reallocation of the visa, lottery visas until the admission of all 4 million people on the current chain migration list, awaiting lists are here. It's the same gimmick that was in the Hegel amnesty, Martinez amnesty bill in 2007. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I would disagree with that. I don't, I don't like that. Okay. So that, I, but, that's but one now, thing. But now the question is, Gary, is that if you take something on balance, is it net good or is it net bad? And I, I don't think that either you or I are going to be able to mm-hmm. analyze it in the amount of time that we've had to really think through whether it's good or bad. Um, and I hate to appeal to authority again, but if if um, Stephen Miller, mm. who knows more about immigration and is on our side and is a hardline guy, if he likes it, I'm probably going to like it. Well, okay. I, I totally understand. I'm a big fan of Stephen Miller. We had Jessica Vaughn on, and she said that she was part of the select group that was on a conference call where they expl- somebody from the White House explained that it was off the record. She could not confirm it was Stephen Miller, but there are four different news sources that say it was Stephen Miller explaining this. And that's why she said... I can't confirm it, but I was in shock. The person that was telling this information saying this was good because she doesn't believe it is. Yeah, no, we all have an opinion. But back to my other point hmm. is that we have to put 
put into law as many uh, policies that push our agenda while we can. And at the, um, the, the basic problem and the trap that, that Obama fell into is that he had a pen and a phone, and he didn't codify laws correctly. And in one year, Trump has dismantled a huge portion of what he was hanging his hat on. And he was hanging his hat on of having more Democrat support, another Democratic president. You know, DACA in itself is extra constitutional. Okay, let, let, let's forget right? that because I'm running short on time again, but just real quick. So, does it hang yeah. on? Does it say anything to you that Trump has not said a word about this? And this came out, uh, I mean, well over, I mean, like 16 hours ago. Yeah, I think he's getting politically very smart. If you look at the apoplectic response from the Democrats, that tells you a whole lot. So do you, do you think this is a setup, like what I said? This is him doing the art of the deal, taking a real big risk, but going for it, boxing them in. And when Democrats reject this gigantic offer of amnesty, he's going to say, you know what? Well, I can't work with you people. You people don't want this. That, that, that could be. Or, or the Democrats figure out that this is the best. Uh, option that they have, and it's really their only. But option. they they not they've already rejected it. You've had a whole bunch of them already say this is not good enough. Right, they've they've rejected it for now. Where where it comes down, we don't know, right? Because there's a certain amount of Republicans in the Senate that are aren't going to go with it. You need sixty votes, and so if 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 the Republicans bleed off five, now we're going to have to pick up, or yeah. they would have to pick up fourteen Democrats. It's are yeah. they going to pick up fourteen Democrats? Who knows? But I got you. I, I guess to your point, maybe it is. And what, what do they call it? That you know, the, the bitter pill that, that, that kills the bill. Yeah. Well, we'll I, see. I we'll, don't know. We'll see. Well, listen, Bill. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opinion. Uh, it's amazing that I'm not fine. I mean, I'm getting some emails and people are saying, you know, they're not happy. But then I'm getting these messages. I, I honestly thought more. I mean, I'm looking on social media. And social media sucks, but social media people are against it. But I mean, here's another one who was a listener, not on a Trump train at all, until. I guess I convinced him he was on the cruise train, didn't like it, but I hear he go, Garrett, he's playing with the Dems. He's going to mess with that. He's going to mess with uh, this March, play the media, mess with Nancy and Chuck. I have faith. Like me and follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis radio. I wrote this whole thing up. My, my conspiracy theory, if Trump really is doing this and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong and I'll get more of your opinion on it as well. It's KNST AM 792 sons, most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Oh, boy. It continues. Hi, it's 907. It's your morning ritual. There's never a dull moment. Garrett Lewis with you on KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. We, um, I think we're gonna. I think we may hear from. I'm going back and forth with uh, with Kelly Ward about what she thinks about this amnesty plan. Um, she should call in probably any minute now. So we'll get to that. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the, the White House surprisingly has an off the record conference call yesterday. Rumor has it it was Stephen Miller doing it. Um, yeah, 
And they basically said, I mean, they all of a sudden, this big grandiose giveaway, not just 690,000 DACA people getting amnesty, a pathway to citizenship of 1.8 million people, and millions more that are waiting to get here through chain migration. What is going on? Or is this rope dope Because Trump hasn't said a word about this. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, Trump just nailed it in Davos. So it's, it's just such strange timing. He literally crushed it in Davos. So great for America, great for our businesses, our economy. And now this came out. What is going on? Uh, he did a great speech this morning in Davos. Uh, I'll put it on my page at KNST.com. It was a phenomenal speech. America first, but not alone. Uh, free trade, but fair trade. All this stuff, all this great stuff that's going on. Um, not a word about this amnesty plan. If he was really behind it, wouldn't he talk about it? That's what I think. Anyway, we'll get to that. Third thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, Trump is denying that he uh, he called it fake news, the story from the New York Times that he wanted to fire Bob Mueller. Fake news. Uh, the same people, the same people that, um, the same reporters from the New York Times that, that said that Rex Tillerson would be gone, which was fake news, months ago, did this same report. So we'll see. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, now, I've been wondering what people are saying about this. Um, Nothing from Martha McSally that I have seen yet. Nothing on Twitter. Nothing anywhere. Uh, I think she is waiting to hear what people want to hear before she issues her statement on the White House amnesty plan. Uh, But Kelly Ward is running for Senate and has been. And she joins me right now to talk about that. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for the time this morning. How you doing? Hey, Garrett. It's great to be with you. Thanks for giving me a couple of minutes. Sure. So, uh, what were you just in utter shock yesterday when uh, the, the word came down about this amnesty giveaway from the White House? Well, you know, I, I believe that we have got to secure the southern border and we've got to stop the inducements, you know, turn off the goodies, like Dr. Carson used to say, that lead to illegal immigration. So I respectfully but strongly disagree with the White House's immigration framework that they released yesterday. It, it, you know, it's, uh, it's got a permanent solution in there, and a permanent solution is actually amnesty. Everybody has to understand that. When you start talking about a permanent solution, that is amnesty, and it cannot be on the table until the border is secured. Otherwise, in a couple of years, we're going to be right back where we are today. We saw that in history. Ronald Reagan in 1986 granted amnesty. He said that his biggest regret as president was granting amnesty and then trusting Congress. Who trusts Congress? Trusting Congress to secure the border. It didn't happen then. It won't happen now. We cannot repeat the mistakes of the past. Uh not to go full conspiracy on you, uh, and Dr. Kelly Ward's on KNST AM790, but I've been floating this all day long. I, I find it strange that this comes out, this is a big deal, and President Trump hasn't uttered a word about it, hasn't tweeted a thing about it. It's like he wants to stay far away from it. Do you think there were other powers that may have been responsible for this, or this might be a big setup to put Democrats in a, in a, in a box, in a trap? Well, I mean, I certainly hope there there is a, an effort to expose the hypocrisy on both sides of the aisle. I'm just going to tell you that I believe only a temporary status can that can be talked about to assist this DACA population that Barack Obama created with his unconstitutional executive order, putting people in a very bad position. And I have five clear steps that I think have to be, I know, have to be achieved before before any talk about what to do with DACA people happens. We've got to fund and build the wall. We've got to end chain migration. We've got to eliminate the diversity lotto, defund sanctuary cities, and 
implement mandatory e-verify. Those things have to, they, they have to be the things that are non-negotiable. And then once that's done, you know, I understand and I appreciate that the president wants to get a deal done, but this was the issue that he was largely elected on. And I know if he stands firm on what he campaigned on, a wall and no amnesty, then we are going to be able to implement the reforms that are needed without planting the seeds for future immigration problems. It has to be done that way, in that order. And I, I know that Donald Trump is very smart. He's very savvy. He, um, and, and, you know, there, there's always a method to his madness. Uh, just real quickly, because I know we're short on time. Um, so, so Trump hasn't said a word about this. Do you think the best way to deal with this, because these people are here, like you said, temporary. I don't think we they should get voting rights. Uh, I don't think that should happen at all. Um, do you? I mean, do you think they should just be able to stay here temporarily and work and just you know have, be legally here, but they don't have the rights that every American citizen has? I, I think that the, a temporary fix has to be in place because you don't want to cause harm to real people. Who many of them, none of this is their fault at all. Uh, so they could temporarily work, they could temporarily go to school without fear that they're going to be suddenly deported. Though if they have a criminal element or they've broken the law, then deportation is certainly on the table, as is incarceration or whatever the proper remedy is for whatever it is that they, ha- they did. Um, but we cannot start talking permanent solution, i.e. amnesty, until that border is secure. And, you know, this DACA population, it's not just the DACA population that is in this proposal. The DACA population is 690,000, 800,000, somewhere in that range. They're talking about 1.8 million or more people who qualify for DACA but haven't applied. Now, let me tell you who's in that population. The, the killer, the guy that killed Grant Reinebeck is in that population. That is unacceptable to me. I don't want the media and the left and the establishment elites on the right to try to convince people that everyone in that population is a good person and we should just paint with a broad brush and legalize everyone. That is very, very far from the case, the case because there are people who should not be here who have caused harm to American citizens and people who came to this country illegally, and that has to stop. The way it stops is by securing the border first. And just finally, this whole trust fund, $25 billion in a trust fund for a wall? I mean, can't somebody just take that away as well? And uh, another president, future Congress? That doesn't make sense. How how did the Social Security Trust Fund and the lockbox work out for us? Uh, I think that, you know, we cannot go down the path of granting amnesty and expecting and trusting congressmen to secure Congress to secure the border. That can't happen. Border security is national security, and border security has to come first. That's why I say hashtag wall, not DACA. And we need to stand firm. Okay. Are you going to be down here in southern Arizona anytime soon? Uh, yeah, I was just down there. Yeah. I'm going to be in Quail Creek, actually, I think on Tuesday, watching the State of the Union with the Quail Creek, Quail Creek Republicans. If people want to find out about that and join us, um, message Karen. Karen at KellyWard.com, K-E-L-L-I-W-A-R-D.com. Uh, we'd love to see you over there and... and uh, be part of the, the live experience of the State of the Union with a bunch of like-minded or not like-minded folks. We'd love to have you. All right, Kelly. Thank you for the time this morning, Dr. Kelly Ward. I really appreciate it, and thanks uh, for your opinion on this. Have a great weekend. Hey, thanks, Garrett. You too. Take care. That's uh, Dr. Kelly Ward. Um, and uh, and she, listen, she came out pretty strong, pretty strong against this, right? Doesn't that make sense? Uh, everything that she wanted, by the way, was not in that White House 
White House bill was not under the White House framework, I should say. White House framework. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Nothing, by the way, nothing from Martha McSally yet. Uh, Zero, zip, zilch, nada. Again, she's going to have to lick her thumb, stick it up in the air, see which way the wind blows, and then you'll get something from uh, good old Martha. So, yeah, I mean, how do you know? Listen, she kept clamoring. I'm one of the four people that wrote that bill. Again, we're still waiting for her, by the way, to reschedule the interview. Uh, I'm one of the four people that did the bill. And you'd think she'd, like, respond back and say, my bill is better than the framework of the White House. Put it on Twitter, do something. Nothing. Not a zip zilch. Um, by the way, I you want to sit back and say, what the hell is going on? But to me, again, I'm just putting all this together in my head. Trump's silent on this. Hasn't said a word. This comes out when he's a, on the other side of the world. It's leaked out. This is right after he beats the Democrats in the government shutdown. Is I really maybe I just want to believe, but I, there's there's something to something in my gut says you can't be this stupid to offer all this stuff unless you know it's going to fail. And then you got him boxed up even again. Right. Let me tell you. Chuck Schumer tweeted out just minutes ago. Two things. As we have been urging for him to do for months, the president has finally put pen to paper to show us where he stands on immigration. Unfortunately, this plan flies in the face of what most Americans believe. While Trump finally acknowledged that the Dreamers should be allowed to stay here and become citizens, not even DACA Dreamers, he uses them as a tool to tear apart our legal immigration system and adopt the wish list that anti-immigration hardliners have advocated for for years. So you knew it. They were going. I called it. They rejected this. Chuck Schumer is their leader. Elizabeth Warren, Dick Durbin, Kamala Harris, they've all rejected this. They've all rejected. So maybe this was all part of the big plan. Right? Maybe this was all part of the big plan where you say, I'm going to give them more than they could ever have dreamed for, more than they ever asked, not just DACA, but I'm going to give them all these other illegals. When they reject it, the country will know that they're not serious about taking care of these young, alleged young people. They're going to know they're all for politics and votes, and they're full of it, and they just want a talking point. They have nothing. They've lost on the economy. They lost on taxes, jobs. Now they're going to lose on this, too. Is that the plan? You have Chuck Schumer saying illegal aliens need to stay here, and how dare we modernize our legal immigration system so it's more fair for American citizens and legal residents. How dare we try to do that to make sure Jasmine, who's training here, is 22 years old, can get a job without extra competition, without wages being driven down? I swear, if, if it's what I think it is, and it's almost too good to be true, if he has done this to set these morons up for exactly how I've explained it, it's like the ballsiest thing ever. Do you realize that? Do you under? I mean, that is the gutsiest move. I mean, you never want to play poker with this guy. Now, I can't get too excited about it because I want to see it happen, but nothing else seems to make sense. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I'll get to the numbers of what people actually want as well. This is... This is this is craziness, man. This is craziness. We'll continue. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. We'll continue. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis.
Kidding Talk. 927. Don't forget, State of the Union watching party. I'm having one. Mr. Ons, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. So if you want to watch uh, Trump speak with a bunch of rowdy people that are good people, that are fun people, or who knows what the women do, I mean, they're crazy, go to Mr. Ons with me, Tuesday night. Information's at KNST.com. 68 for the high today. Uh, before I get to your calls, the new Harvard-Harris poll, about 80% of Americans said they believe immigration priority should be based on some uh, the ability for that person to contribute to America. Education, skills, not because their grandmother's here or their... Gr- That's right. 79% is the exact number. Think that. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that good? You ready for this? You ready for this? This is why maybe Trump does have these Dems, these dopey Dems, um, uh, cornered in a box. 80, this Harvard-Harris poll, you ready for this? 85% of black Americans said they supported a merit-based immigration system instead of the chain migration. Another 72% of Democrat former Clinton voters agreed our immigration system should be based on skills, not family ties. This is incredible. Incredible. They want America first. They want jobs. They don't want competition. We have we got to take care of Americans. Isn't that the point? So maybe maybe Trump has maybe he's cornering these people. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. I already told you the Democrats have flat out rejected this. Trump has offered them more. Am- the White House. Trump is like literally not saying. You know he's the White House, but he is not saying a thing about this. Isn't that interesting? Right. The White House did this, and now that they know that the Democrats, led by Chuck Schumer, have rejected this, and Trump offered them more amnesty than they ever could have dreamed of, true colors. He's letting, he's making them show their cards. I'm just not used to such smart, ballsy people being in politics. That's all it is. Merrill, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hi. Well, I think he's making us, the anti-immigrant crowd, show their, their cards. I don't know what rope-a-dope is, but you just got Kelly Ward to say she's for amnesty and that she only wants to deport criminal illegal aliens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on. I didn't hear her say she's for amnesty. She actually specifically said, I'm not for amnesty. She said before you even talk about anybody staying here or whatever, she needs the wall funded and built first. And then all and those then other, hang on, hang on, hang on, and then hang on. And then, then we she's, can consider amnesty. So I think that is, she was going to consider amnesty. But maybe I'm wrong on what Kelly said, but mm. he's, he's testing his base in the anti-immigrant group. And I'll, I have to tell you, I've sent money to Kelly War. <laughs> I'm not anti-Kelly at all. I know, I know. But, but I was disappointed in her response. Wow. Um, well, I, you know, I think the anti-immigrant people are so inept Republicans in general are so inept, but, you know, I belong to FAIR, Federation for American Immigration yeah, Reform, yeah, yeah. and if you want a bunch of statistics and tables, they're great, but they never trot out people whose lives have been ruined uh, by immigration, lost their job, lost their home. You never hear that. Well, Trump no did that. Trump, Trump, that. Trump, and I, I know Trump did that. I know what you're saying, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not being, hang on, hang on, I'm not, hang on, let me talk, I mean, let me talk. I'm not being a shill for Kelly, but what do you do? She said, you got to have all five things, she said. She said, what was it? She said, you got to build the wall, fund the wall, you got to, has to be built. Then you have to end chain migration, the visa, div- uh, the visa diversity lottery, E-Verify, and then something else. She goes, and then maybe we just give temporary status to those people, because let's face it, I mean, 
are you if, are you are you going to round up the people? Are you going to find them, send ICE out, and deport them? Round them up. All I have to do is to have E verify, and they can't work. Well, I'll go home. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think E verify is more important than the wall. I. You know what? E verify is a huge thing. I think he's testing his base to see what they'll they'll tolerate. I think he's he's not. He knows the Democrats. I think he's wondering what his base is going to tolerate. You think that's it, huh? You you don't think that he's uh, he's back in like look the Democrats already rejected more amnesty than they were ever offered. I think Trump's capable of coming up with uh, um, this to not only see where the Democrats are, put them in that position, but also to, to test his base. I mean, he's a very smart man. I think he would do both, hmm. and I think that's what it does. So what's your take on this? Are you, I mean, disappointed? you think this is the real deal? You think that, I mean, are you done with Trump, or you're just, you're just oh, extremely disappointed? How can you be done with Trump? I, I mean, don't know. You know, I wasn't a Trump supporter in the beginning, but I thought he's done a pretty fantastic job. Um, I've always feared that he'll sell us out on immigration, and I think a lot of that is because we, the people that are opposed to immigration never make a good case. Why aren't we talking about affirmative action? Not all these dreamers or minorities are going to qualify for affirmative action, but a hell of a lot of them are. And, you know, that you're talking about competing with Americans. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to get job preference over a lot of Americans, and they're going to, to get the affirmative action benefit from Americans who the law was written for. And deny them that's that a great point. No, that, that's a great point. No one you, talks about that. Do you think that, that, that the reason these things aren't brought up, and then I guess someone like Kelly or others that say, the, some of these people were brought here when they were seven, some 14, who knows? But will America, you might be able to tolerate it, and maybe the polls show, look, I just said 80, 85% of African Americans, 72% of former Clinton voters, Democrats, said they want merit-based immigration. So would they really be okay with just, I guess, people, you know, 19-year-olds now, 25-year-olds, 40-year-olds now that say, I've been here my whole life, now i got to go? Yeah, well, how many of them were 17 years old I when agree. they were brought here? Yeah, and, and we call those children. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's labeling. Um, and the anti-immigrant groups don't point that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, a child is not... In Mexico, I think I had... I think you're considered an adult at 16. I think that's when you graduate from high school. I don't really know. But I'm sure there's people in the audience that do. I mean, in a, well, in a lot of countries, people that we're con- calling children are full-fledged adults. And I don't think somebody came here 17, 16, 15, or 14. Let me just back up a second. Should be considered yeah. a, ch- a, a child. child, and we should have any problem mm. deporting them. You said anti-immigrant. You're not, a- are you, you're not anti-immigrant. You want to cut legal immigration? Oh yeah. Well, I that's different. Way too much or, legal immigration. So, so you're not. So you're anti-illegal immigrant, but you'd like to modernize, like the Rays Act, legal immigration. We just don't need a, as many people coming. I think you know. I think there's been way too much immigration for the good of the country. I think that um, the Democrat Party, as you've said it, you know, they want to replace uh, as many Americans as they can with foreigners that they can more yeah. easily control and get their vote. Yeah. Replacing the country's population. For political reasons, is one of the oldest strategies ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ted Kennedy, nineteen sixty-five. Who did it? Yeah, yeah, he was an evil person. And, yes, he uh, was. You know, we see the fruits of that. But yeah, there's just way too much illegal immigration. It's not that I dislike these people. I've known some of them, and I'm very, some of them I'm very fond of. But the law but is the law. It's not. Well, it's not good for the country 
it's not sustainable, this level You're of right. immigration, legal or illegal. You're it's right. just not sustainable. It's not good for the American workers. We're not better off because we have, you know, uh, 100 million more people. I mean, it's... You're right. You're right. And I appreciate it, Merrill. I mean, that's why Tucker asks great questions to these people that want amnesty. He says, all right, if the illegals are so great for your community, they enrich it. How many do you want? 10,000? A million? The more, the better? And they can't answer it. You're right. I appreciate your opinion. We'll have more of your, uh, your opinion coming back. What is, again, Sebastian Gork, I thought, had a great comment about this. Uh, wait to hear what he said about this uh, this framework. It's coming up. Here's Fox. He gets you up, gets you going. He stimulates you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 945. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, The White House framework is out about the immigration plan. It's a giant amnesty, and it sucks for people that want law and order follow, but it's great for illegal aliens, yet the Democrats have already rejected it. Trump hasn't said a word about it. It's all strange, isn't it? Is he setting them up? Maybe. Second thing that I think you need to know, Trump was in Davos and he just crushed it today. America first, but not by ourselves. We're open for business, get more people to invest. Uh, he really, really, really did well. Third thing, I think you need to know a GDP. Our economy grew by 2.6%. Some are predicting 3, 2.6% in the fourth quarter. Still a hell of a year. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, I want you to hear, we had Jessica Vaughn on. We're going to do the whole interview. Jessica Vaughn, Mike Zinkin, all be on my page at KNST.com, as well as my iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis, iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis, it's all there for you. This was very key. This is the beginning. Jessica Vaughn describing how she found out about this. She's with Center for Immigration Studies. Finding out how uh, the news was broke to her and a select few others uh, from an off-the-record White House official. I believe it's Stephen Miller, which is just mind-boggling to me, but, but listen to how she breaks down this amnesty deal. Here we go. Well, it, it was actually released to some of us in an off-the-record uh, telephone conversation with senior White House officials, and I had trouble getting my jaw off my desk. Why Was it Stephen um, Miller? Did he do it? Uh, well, it, it was an off-the-record briefing, so okay. unfortunately I'm, I'm not gotcha. able to share that. Okay. But, um, yeah, you could have heard a pin drop at a certain point, and then, uh, you know, <laughs> all the questions started, started hurling fast and furious. We went from uh, a White House that said that it was going to hold fast for a, a narrowly focused amnesty in exchange for cuts in chain migration, an end to the visa lottery, and border security to a framework that uh, offers an amnesty two and a half times larger, as you said, to the people who you know didn't even have their act together enough to apply for Obama's amnesty for the Dreamers, and um, Cut promises to cut chain migration at some point, probably more than 15 years in the future. And it's, that's not even clear because my sources on Capitol Hill were telling me last night that um, what the president's offering is to eliminate chain migration for parents. But members of Congress are saying, well, we might throw that back in if the Democrats give us a hard time about this. So we can count on parents still being able to get their their green cards if if this goes forward. There's a lot of good border security measures in it, but not e-verify, nothing to address the problem of sanctuaries. And 
Um, frankly, all of that is undercut by the amnesty and maintaining chain migration. The visa lottery apparently will end, but those visas will be given to chain immigrants. And um, there was no talk whatsoever of a merit-based system or how that's going to work, what the numbers are. So this is basically huge amnesty in exchange for some enforcement that the Democrats probably won't accept and a continuation of chain migration that will grow because of this huge amnesty. Wow. It's kind of a big deal, huh? Now, I want you to hear Dr. Sebastian Gorka. But that, again, that whole interview, Ryan will put it up by probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and we'll have it at KNST.com. It'll be there. It'll be fantastic. It, it's just a fascinating interview with, uh, with uh, Jessica Vaughn with the Center for Immigration Studies. Um, I really thought I'd get more calls like Merrill that were just pissed. Like, you know, I think Trump's testing us. He's testing. I think he knows his base. I re- And I could be wrong here, but I really believe, and it's it goes against like normal common sense thinking. We're used to getting lied to by politicians. I think this is a giant setup, man. I think this is a giant setup. I've gotten tweets. He He won't deep breaths, people. Why do we expect him to turn on us? He has a plan. His out is path to citizenship. Trump can make that anything he wants it to be. That's his ace in the hole. I do think, uh, uh, two things, Gary, I do think, that was one thing, I do think it's a play due to the fact POTUS has been silent about it. Administration threw it out there, letting the Dems hang themselves. Because, again, they've already rejected it. It's not good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, Sebastian Gorka. Um, he doesn't think that Trump's behind this. Yeah, play that one right there. That's all we care because he's against this whole. He just says no amnesty. I'm an immigrant. No amnesty. Listen to what Gorka had to say. Here we go. I, I don't think it's him. I find it hard to believe that this came from him because look, what did he do in the matter of two days? He got Schumer to cave. He has the Dems over a barrel. Let's see what happens at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Now this morning uh, he talked to, uh, or I don't know if it was this morning, but there's an interview aired by CNBC just a little while ago, and he talks about. Immigration in the wall. He hasn't said anything about this. I will get it to you. You need to hear it. It is coming up in four minutes. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.